Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And along with Cherie Dubuque, my daughter, who was back with us when we first started this 30 years ago. Can you believe that, Cherie? In three weeks, it's going to be 30 years every Saturday morning. Think of the fishing and hunting opening days of trips I've missed. Well, I think it's thinking about the people that you've talked to, talked to over the years that really interests me. You know, you've had a good crew out there. Oh, a lot of good people. Hunting and fishing people are the best. All right, um, the Captain Quint Lookalike Contest that we got going on. We got it on Facebook. We got it on my webpage. What's the result saying? We got a, uh, in fact, he's going to be joining us in just a few minutes, uh, Captain Eric Mohabarak. He's almost a Captain Quint. It's hard to tell the two apart. Actually, they do look very, very similar. I'm surprised, quite honestly. But both Facebook and the webpage are showing about 50% either way. So it's very interesting that I think people out there recognize there's certainly a very strong resemblance. (laughs) Well, we had 84 voted for Captain Quint number one, and 76 said it's Captain Quint number two for the real captain. That's on our Facebook at Bayou Wild TV. Dot com. You can check that out on Facebook. If you want to go to my webpage, it's DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. Uh, we've got a little bit different setup. We've got uh, on the right side, 50%. On the left side, it's 25 But then another 25% is neither one of them is the real Captain Quint. <laughs> so you be the judge of that, and uh, we'll tell you the final results before we go off the air. All right, we got more fishing reports coming up. Also wanted to pass this along. Uh, just found this out today, Sheree, and, and I'm kind of wondering if this might move over to Louisiana. Here in Texas, it's illegal to fish with dead shrimp or frozen shrimp if they're from out of the state or out of the country. Yes, and so um, what the concern is, especially with shrimp that are out of the country or any diseases mm-hmm. that the shrimp can bring into the waters. And so you mentioned not only illegal for the frozen dead shrimp, but pieces, parts, anything mm-hmm. that's not native to the Gulf Coast waters, Texas Gulf Coast waters, to be utilized as bait. I imagine that's pretty hard to enforce if there's no package there. But the packaging has to say it's a product of China, Indonesia, Thailand, or wherever they're coming from. But it's kind of uh, ironic that it's okay for people to eat them, but you can't throw them out there as bait for fish. Well, I think the issue is 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 they're introducing disease to other shrimp. Fortunately, we're not susceptible That's to right. those That's things. That's right. That's the good news. Well, I'll see if some of the other Gulf states, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, follow uh, Texas's lead on that. All right. Also got this news in today, and this is going to disappoint a lot of people. And I'm going to read you the regulation because you've got to really interpret this. It says it will be unlawful to use or possess scents or lures that contain natural deer urine or other bodily fluids while taking, attempting to take, attracting, or scouting wildlife, except natural deer urine products produced by manufacturers or entities that are actively enrolled and participating in the Archery Trade Association Deer Protection Program, which have been tested using real-time quaking-induced conversion and certified that no detectable levels of CWD chronic wasting disease are present and clearly labeled as such. So I'm assuming if you've got some... Uh, deer scent, you you know, the doe and heat or the deer urine from years past, and it doesn't have this inspection on the label, you're going to be illegal to take it out there and use it. So be aware that a lot of hunters are probably not going to get that word, and uh, it kicks off October 1. That's when we start our archery season here in Louisiana. You know, that CWD has been found now in 26 states. It's all around us. It's been located in Arkansas, Mississippi, and Texas, but so far, In Louisiana, no confirmed cases of chronic wasting disease. 
All right, uh, we got some more stuff to talk about. An interesting story. I talked about this. The Nutria tail bounty has been raised from five dollars to six dollars. Wait till you find out what California spent per Nutria to try to eliminate its Nutria problem. We'll get to that. Uh, plus, bad boys of the outdoors. Lots more fishing reports and your text messages. Sheree, tell us about some of these texts that are coming in. Well, um, you know, we actually had Tofiel and Jeff mention the heat, and so we had a texter, a listener, who texted in and said, yeah, they actually had to get off the water by 930. That's a hazard we deal with all the time in the plants, and I think you can't take it for granted. You know, Tofiel was mentioning what beverages do not constitute hydration. I think that's very important. So we appreciate passing that information along. You know, David, our listener over there in Alabama, mentioned that uh, Tofiel must get up. Oh, awful, he said Daryl. Excuse me, Daryl <laughs> must get up awful early to call mid morning seven seven thirty a.m. You know, I can identify with that. Well, that's what I was going to say. I start going for lunch about uh, when I get off here at nine o'clock. So, Absolutely, yeah, that mid-morning. applies to the plant shift workers for sure. <laughs> All right, and uh, we got this one. Any uh, bass reports out of East, West, and Middle Pearl River? Yeah, Jeff said it's really picking up over there because the river level has finally dropped. It's about seven foot. Uh, just a couple of weeks ago, it was at 10, and as it drops, the fishing definitely improves there. But as everybody's been saying, you know, you got to get out there early or maybe go late because the heat will get to you. And thanks to Damon. He says, enjoy the time with uh, one of my daughters. And I am, Damon. Thanks for that little uh, suggestion. And then we had uh, one that says his son fished Lafitte on the 4th. They left the daylight, had to get off the water by 9.30, left the fish biting. They had 16 bass and 8 reds. They wanted to limit out, but they had to get off the water. I understand. All right, text us if you like, 870-870. Be sure and cast your vote on our Captain Quint lookalike. He's going to be talking with us in just a few minutes. But right after this timeout, we're coming back with Captain Mike Gallo. He is another one that's battling algae-infested waters. We'll be back with his report, find out how he's dealing with it right after this timeout, you're listening to the outdoors with don dubuque radio network all right sheree who we got coming up mike gallo the mike gallo fishing report is presented by Cito, offering fuel drops wherever and whenever you need it tow-ins 24 7 jump starts and peace of mind knowing rescue is just a call away all for only 179 dollars a year become a member call captain chris at 504-301 4545 or sign up online at cto.com. You do pretty good. Sign me up. All right, let's talk to Captain Mike. He joins us now. Captain Mike, man, you got algae all around you floating around, but people are still wanting to fish, and I know you wanting to fish. How are you dealing with it? I tell you, Don, I think I'm becoming an expert in algae evadance, you know, trying to stay away from it. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it really boils down to what I call the holy trinity of fishing. You know, we always talk about fine, clean, moving water with bait fish in the area. And that's the same thing I'm dealing with. So I am relying on my iPhone to look at the uh, weather apps, such as the NOAA buoy, and I can track which way the wind's going for several days prior to a trip that I may have. Like today, for instance, we've had some west wind either southwest, west, or even northwest over the last three days. So the algae will move, obviously, to the east with the west wind pushing it. So I will be concentrating on the western shoreline of Lake Bourne today. I'll probably start somewhere around Alligator Point, maybe jump across to Shell Point and work my way towards the Pearl River and even fish towards Polecat Bend. if that all backfires on me, because I will do my 10-minute or 15-minute rule 
If I don't find what I'm looking for right away, I'll move because I need to eliminate dead water. Um, so if that's the situation with light winds, I'll cut across to the Biloxi Marsh and begin fishing some of the western shorelines over in that area, Bob's Lake, False Mouth Bay, um, and those types of areas, and just stick with that golden rule of clean water, moving water, and bait fish in the area. Well, we don't call you the cerebral fisherman for nothing. You know, you can figure it out. Uh, what is your thoughts on consuming the fish? The Department of Health has put out an advisory saying do not eat fish that come out of Lake Pontchartrain. Now, you fish in Lake Catherine, you fish in Lake Bourne, you fish in a lot of other areas. When your customers with the current conditions say, are these fish safe to eat, what do you tell them? I have been avoiding Lake Pontchartrain because of the advisories posted by, you know, Wildlife and Fisheries and, and yourself. I just don't want to take the chance. I certainly want my clients to have peace of mind, um, you know, when they're not only when they're fishing, but when the trip is over and they're going to consume the fish. Um, I've built my business on a tremendous amount of repeat clients. So take care of them up front. And some of them will come back year after year after year. So that's what we've been doing. We've just been avoiding Lake Pontchartrain. I'm actually pulling out into Lake Pontchartrain as we speak. It's nice and flat. And uh, pretty soon we're going to head east and go fish those western shorelines like we talked about. One other thing I did want to mention, Don, about catching fish. My last several trips, spinnerbaits and spoons have produced better than shrimp under a cork. Now, the water's a little bit stained, and I'm looking for big concentrations of mullet. So I think with the stained water, the fish have sort of a limited viewing, how far they can see your bait away. I think I'm getting more of a reaction strike. So the spinners creating vibration and the spoons creating vibration, they seem to be working better. So this morning, I have three people from Jackson, and instead of having two fish and shrimp and one throwing a spoon, I'll do the opposite. I'll have one with a spinner, one with a spoon, and one with shrimp under a cork, and we'll see what is producing best and obviously switch everyone over to that. Got it. Mike, good stuff. We always appreciate it. If people want to get a hold of you and ask for information as well as book a trip with you, you got the nice lodge, can handle large groups. Tell them how to find you. Very easy. You can find me on DonTheOutdoorsGuide.com. My new refurbished website at aaofla.com. What else is there? You can go to my YouTube channel and see videos of you and I over the last 10 years or more. And those are very helpful. Or you can simply call me at 985-781-7811. All right. Hope you got plenty of ice and some cool drinks to get you through this uh, morning heat. Yes, we'll stay hydrated. You do the same. All right, my friend. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you, Don. All right, Mike Gallo. There he goes, headed out to the uh, west shoreline of Lake Bourne looking for those redfish. All right, we come back after this. It's time for our Captain Quint lookalike. He's got a kayaking report for you. If you're a paddler, like to get up close and personal to your fish, we've got that special report we've added now for several years. Quite popular. He and Brendan Bayard share the duties, and this week it's him, Eric Wilhaberach, a.k.a. Quint. Back after this time out on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. 
Our stroking paddling report this week is a presentation of the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club, as it always is. You know them. They've got all those great kayak models. Massey's Outfitters, located in mid-city of New Orleans, Covington, Baton Rouge. Got some of the best kayak fishing models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. You can check them all out on their website at MasseyOutfitters.com. You'll also find them on Facebook. Sheree, give us an update on the Captain Quint uh, contest. Uh, it's on Facebook, and we also have it on the website. Uh, Eric Mohabarak versus Captain Quint. Which one is the real Quint? Who, what are they saying? So it continues to be very cl- close with a slight lead towards the photo that's actually on the left, 53% to 47 So should be interesting. Continues to close the gap. I'm surprised it's so close. Well, uh, (laughs) look at them. Very close. In fact, we have uh, one of them joining us right now. This is Captain Eric. And Eric, if you would recap uh, that well-deserved award, you and actually it was a kind of a crew award that won in Florida for the Jaws Lookalike Contest. Uh, Yeah, uh, down uh, in Pensacola, they got a little place called Jellies, and they air the uh, Jaws movie once a year while you're floating in inner tubes, and they hold a contest. And a bunch of people dress up in shark outfits and different things. You know, a lot of uh, shark attacks, of course, is very popular. And uh, me and Taffy and Brody dressed up. I dressed up as Quint, of course, and we had Sheriff Brody as Brody, you know, the 11-year-old. And then she uh, she had a fake arm that uh, Chris Holmes had, had loaned her uh, that was, you know, like an injury <laughs> or, or whatever you want to call it, a, a bitten arm. And uh, we won the whole thing. It was a $50 gift certificate to uh, Redfish Bluefish and in Florida. Well, it's you a know, great time. I highly suggest it. And it's fitting that somebody from Louisiana with Mardi Gras costuming experience would, would take that. You know, that was a no-brainer. But congratulations on your win. Uh, let's talk a little bit yeah. of fishing. What kind of reports you got for the paddlers and all this heat? I love your opening comment that it's hotter than a pig's butt at a cochon delay. That's a good comparison. <laughs> that, it, and that's how hot it is right now. Um, I got a real good report out of the Reserve Canal right off of Highway 61, which is Airline Highway. They got that launch right there. A few guys have been going down uh, the canal and just working it with crickets and, and uh, worms, you know, corks, split shots, small hooks. And they've been getting limits of bluegill, you know, different types of sunfish, goggle eye and stuff like that. But they can get, you know, 50 fish. That's a good little haul right there, you know. Um, you know, and that's 50 fish a piece they've been getting. I know the two guys that I know personally went to go do it. Uh, I, they, they don't fly fish, but I imagine the guys with the fly rod should go check that out because I know they really like to have little places like that. And it's easy, too, you know, so you just launch and start fishing. Uh, now, that's a pretty good report. It's been a while since I had a, a good bluegill report, you know. Um, Fushan is on fire, from my understanding. I haven't made it down that way yet. I'm actually out here in the water in Plaquemines. Um, uh, typical spoons, uh, spinner blades. Spoons seem to be working the best, I believe. Uh, and, uh, you know, fish in the ponds, launching at the public launch there. And then, uh, well, I mean, enough's been said about Delaco also. Same, same scenario. A lot of weedless, uh, using the weedless crawfish lures, uh, like the Havoc crawfish, um, the uh, jerk baits and stuff like that, fish in the weed beds. Uh, plenty, plenty redfish over there right now, um, you know, and uh, it, it's been it's been really good, productive. It's just really hot. My suggestion for people is the day before you go out is eat some watermelon and drink a lot of water and eat bananas because it will help you the next day. And constantly keep a bottle of water on you and keep, you know, pounding that water, especially with the kayaks. 
trying to get out early in the morning and get back, you know, trying to get back by 10. I mean, you know, the fish, the fish will be there the next day if you ain't getting them, you know. But uh, it's been real good. Of course, Grand Isle is on fire still. Uh, the top and half showed up in Pensacola. You know, the week after I left, I had four days of wind blowing. I couldn't get out and get them with, with the kayak. It's a little bit too rough for me. Uh, but it's, it, the fishing has really been good, in my opinion. You know, I know some people are having trouble on the east side and, and, and where, where algae blooms are at and stuff like that. You just got to move your location is my suggestion to people right now. You know, you got you got to change your fishing ways. Uh, what about, uh, the, you know, you discovered uh, Jack Crevel fishing from a kayak. It's, it's almost on a par with Ride the Bull with the Big Bull Redfish. How is this yeah. – uh, water from the river in the poncha train going to affect the jack crevels because that time of year is, is just about here if not coming up soon you know Diane, i it's it's if they shut the spillway and we get a little tropical salmon or something it blows that salt water in it could turn everything around with jack crevel you know uh that, that year i had that tournament with the saltwater series uh they uh you know we had caught three or four jacks that week but that day we didn't get it, and what had happened that year, nobody had caught one out of like 30 people or something like that. And uh, what what had happened that 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 time of year, particularly the algae blooms were out in uh, Breton Sound and, and and all of that area out there. And I kind of think it blocked the numbers of the Jack Ravel coming in. It, it's just going to be an up in the air thing with like Pontchartrain to, to to see what happens with it. I think that once it it's shut down, of course, and we we do get some kind of influx of high water. We need some good east winds to blow in some water. So, you know, once once the spillways down and, and the algae moves on and dies off or whatever it does, it, it, it should it it'll, it'll bounce back. It always does, you know. But as far yeah. as the jack show, man, that's going to be up in the air. You know, you know, I see topping out there too on occasion. I, I don't I don't think they're going to make it in. You know, yeah. with, with with what's going on. Well, you know, one good side of the river water is the amount of freshwater catfish that it has poured in there. And I saw oh, where our buddy Robin, <laughs> I saw where Robin Bordelon, a, a catfish and kayaking buddy, she went out and made an ice haul on some more catfish. So that still continues. Yeah, yeah, she sure did. She sure did. Uh, her her girlfriend made an excellent trip. Uh, I forget the number they caught, but they caught some nice ones, uh, fifteen pounds, twenty pound fish, the other day, and. Uh, Come wintertime, that's a good time to run some jugs out in the lake, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know what I saw? Chris Holmes, uh, another guy, he writes for the Sportsman. He's got kayak columns and does excellent photography from a kayak. He did a crabbing trip from a kayak. Is that something maybe the Louisiana yeah. Kayak Company would yeah. put together? You could take some people out for a little crabbing excursion? Yeah, I'm kind of breaking up on you there. Now. Uh, uh, the crab, taking people crabbing on the kayak? Yeah. It uh-huh. can be done. We've done it before. Yeah, you can make it happen. Quint can do anything, great whites <laughs> included, right? <laughs> We're going to let you go, Eric. We don't want to hold you up anymore. Always a pleasure, my friend. Have a good weekend. If people want to get a hold of you, what's the easiest way? Uh, they can get to, to, in touch with me through your website, Don Dubuque Outdoors, or uh, the Louisiana Kayak Company on Facebook. Uh, and also Instagram, or just give me a little phone call, you know, 504-313-8292. And if he's not there and someone answers, just ask for the guy with the raccoon feet, right? <laughs> That's right, baby. We got you. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time, Eric. Have a good week. All right. Y'all be good. All right. Bye-bye. All right. 
When we come back after this, uh, I'm going to amaze you. You know, we got an increase in the bounty on the Nutria tails, but uh, I'm going to tell you what California pays per Nutria. You ain't going to, well, maybe you would believe it. It's, it's California. And a guy who couldn't get it right. Was he hunting too early for deer or too late? He's in trouble either way. Back with our bad boys of the outdoors right after this three-minute pause on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, this morning we're coming to you from the Texas coast, a special broadcast this 4th of July weekend. Our daughter Cherie is here with us. And Cherie, you, you're familiar with the Nutria story, right, the whole deal in Louisiana? Yes. Okay, um, and how they've been destroying the coastline, and they took some coastal restoration money, and they put a bounty on the tails. We tried to create them as a food item, which they are very good, but people can't get past the rat tail and the orange teeth. They won't eat their share, so they had to do something. And between the... Uh, alligator industry going down and the number of alligators increasing, that combined with the bounty on the tails has really put a dent in the nutria population. It's successful, and they're actually raising the price this year from $5 a tail to $6 a tail. And if you want to get in on that, not anybody can do it. Got to be a landowner or a designee and the special licenses and permits, but you can check that out from Wildlife and Fisheries. But California has got some nutria creeping up way up in California. And they got $8.5 million awarded to expand its nutrient eradication operations. Now, here's their operation so far to this date. They originally started with $1.2 million for three years. And they got this from several different agencies as grant money. And since they first discovered nutria up there, and they've only been there since 2017, uh, they have taken a total of 510 nutria in five counties. Uh, so... They had a total over the, the, the two-year period of 1,019 nutria that were taken out at a cost of $1.2 million. That breaks down to $1,177.63 per nutria. Now, I know the cost of living in California is high and inflation is rampant, but we only get $6 a tail. They spend over $1,100 per nutria. You talk about efficiency or inefficiency, whichever way you want to look at it. And I'm sure they don't eat them up there either. Anyway, that's your Nutria update. <laughs> oh, wow, California. What about them? All right, we come back right after this quick 10-second pause. Uh, we're going to be back to tell you a story about a bad boy who just couldn't get his deer hunting date straight. So he's going to pay a pretty expensive price. He's our bad boy of the outdoors. Up next, right after we let our local stations identify themselves along the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, acting on a tip, as many of our cases begin with, the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents from Louisiana on May 31st began an investigation to a night hunting incident in a field near LeBeau, Louisiana. They learned that Chaz Guillory killed an antlerless deer about 10 o'clock, that's a little past legal shooting hours, on May 30th, and that's a little out of season, with a rifle. During the investigation, the agents also discovered that Chaz had killed an antler deer the night of May 28th. If convicted of hunting during closed season and during illegal hours, violating outlaw quadruped regs, quadrupeds outlaw would be coyotes, feral hogs, and some other four-legged varmints. He's also facing total criminal fines and civil restitution in the amount of $5,649 and a possible 120 days in jail. That's what could await 27-year-old Chaz E. Guillory of Port Barry, a Louisiana bad boy of the outdoors. Never run out of those stories, sure. You never run out of them.
Always uh, got bad boys to keep us going. All right, we've been doing it 30 years, and they're going to probably do it another 30. All right, back after this, we talk to the plastic man, Captain Ryan Lambert. Get a Plaquemines Parish update for you. It's all up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And the plastic man joins us. Uh, Sheree, my daughter, has been with me this show, and she's an engineer, and she's got one of these uh, statistical figuring minds. Now, you have figured over 30 years how many bad boys are the outdoor stories we have told on this show, right? Yeah, so we just figured over 30 years there were two Saturdays in which the show didn't run. Right. So one was Katrina. Yes, and one was a Christmas time. Right. And so there have been 1,558 opportunities for people to learn from other folks' mistakes, not to commit crimes and end up on the bad boys of the outdoors. And they still don't listen. <laughs> got more than ever, maybe. Uh, maybe enforcement's doing a better job of catching them. I don't know. Let's talk to Captain Ryan Lambert. He's one of the good guys of the outdoors. Hey, Ryan, how you doing this morning? I'm doing well, buddy. You always got those bad guys out there. And, and you know, the funny thing is most of the time they do it so they can brag about it, and that's how they get caught. Yeah, well, now they make it really easy with Facebook and social media, oh, yeah. Instagram. They, they put all the details, the time, the place, the date, the details on it. And, and all the agents got to do is sit in his office and scroll through his computer. You know, his Ego gets him in trouble every time. Yes, it does. That's a, that's a very dangerous thing. Well, what you been doing down there this week? How'd it go? I've been fishing all week. I mean, it's uh, it's been great. I mean, and there's been very, very few boats on the water. I mean, it's like, all right, well, which spot y'all want to go to next? Because nobody's here but us. So we had the water to ourselves, and, I mean, it was really special. I must have caught 80 reds yesterday. A few trout. Caught a few trout even close to the river yesterday. And we've been catching a few every day. So they, uh, as soon as that river goes down, they'll start moving back this way. You know, we could always run out to the island, but the wind's been northwest, and, I hate to make that run. I've been having kids all week, so it's been fun just watching them fight them redfish. Nothing better than putting some kids on redfish. Oh, that's a <laughs> wonderful thing. Uh, the river, that that river's just pesky, huh? It just won't, It's holding steady now, below 16 anyway, and hopefully they'll be able to yeah. close that thing in another couple weeks. It's 15.9. It's supposed to go to 15.3 by the 17th, whether it does or not. You know, there's still rain up north. You know, not that we've gotten any of it, but we're going to get some later this week, a 60% chance Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So we might get a little wet, but um, it's it's just still hanging at 15.9. But when it goes down, I'm going to be able to walk to the rigs in Quarantine Bay, literally. that It's incredible to land and say, you got to be very, very careful where you run your boat this year because, I mean, there's land everywhere. And I went out to South Pass. And uh, I went to a guy that's got with a guy that's got a camp there last Saturday, and we still ran aground. So uh, mm. you have to really be careful how you run because the passes are silted up. The everything around here is just got islands starting to poke out the water already, and the river's only down a few inches. So it's gonna be mm-hmm. interesting. We're gonna have a lot of vegetation coming. Ought to be a great, great duck season. And working the dogs every day, even in this heat, you know, just work them a little bit every evening and just keep old Logan. I tell you what, she's still doing well at 10 years old. So I think uh, I think we're going to get another year out of the old girl. Oh, yeah, she's still got a few more hunts than her. And then Kenley, you know, that's just a youngster there. Well, you know, uh, they're talking about a lot of this flood upriver and some of the other states up the basin has is, is really hurt the, the agricultural practices, some of which – have been blamed for, you know, putting flooded water onto unharvested corn, and some of that may not go on this year. So this could really be a bonanza for us to get some ducks back down here. Well, not even bigger numbers than we've seen. 
not just the crops, but if you think about it, all the land that's underwater, that's still underwater, when that water recedes, there won't be any grass in the aquatic vegetation that grew there. It's going to die. There will literally be no food in the Mississippi Valley until it comes here. Dang, I I hate that. <laughs> yeah, I know. What a problem that's going to be. Well, how's the launch down there? The launches are they still infected with that river water problems? Getting oh, you know, unless you got a high wheel truck, can't get in there with it. Yeah, <laughs> on high tide I can't launch with my truck. Um, low tide I can sneak in one or two of them, but it's high. It's 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 fifteen nine. It's only come down three or four inches in the last mm-hmm. few weeks. So. It's there. I mean, it's, you know, and, and this week we got a, a deep tide. We got the tide's going to flip over, uh, I think, uh, Monday and Tuesday. So the algae bloom is going to be really bad this week because the water won't be moving with the tide and, and then, you know, it's not going to be oxygenated. So that, you know, this, this tide and the next tide will probably be the worst ones for algae blooms and stuff like that. So I tend to, to try to stay off the water on, on the, the slack tide days this time of year because of the heat and, and right now it was 98 degrees yesterday so that all all comes together to make really good algae bloom this time of year so yeah. you know yesterday is the same thing if if i i had a, a young guy that i was training yesterday and we were sitting there and we were catching bang 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 and the water would change and it would turn a little murky i said no, look at this there's a little bit of algae but look over there you see the mm-hmm. color change I said, let's go over there, and I'll show you the difference in my bait. And just drop it down. I said, now let's go to the next point in with this water. Boom, there they were again. You know, it's such subtle changes that those fish would just move away. You know, it's it's incredible how they do it. But once you learn how to figure it out, it makes fishing easy. All right, Ryan, that's great. If someone wants to get a hold of you and book in some of those trips, get in some of that redfish, and it's probably not too early at all to start booking duck hunting trips because we have the dates for both the teal and the first and second split seasons too. Why don't you give them that contact oh, yeah. info? We've been booking up like crazy for duck season. Uh, they can go to CajunFishingAdventures.com and check us out there. They can just call me direct at 504-559-5111. And how'd you get Sherry up so early? Oh, she's an early riser. It's no problem. I just can't afford her in most cases. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I got three like that. <laughs> I know you do. All right, Ryan, have uh, a good have weekend, a weekend, my friend. Buddy. We'll see you next week. There he goes, we'll Captain Ryan Lambert. He's our plastic man. All right, we come back. We're going to wrap this show up and tell you what's coming up on the one immediately following it. Got four special guests going to be joining us on More Outdoors. Will you join us too? We hope so. We'll be back right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, a couple – Calendar items one to catch up on. Of course, the Golden Meadow Fouchon Tarpon Rodeo is going on this weekend. The weigh scales open at 1 o'clock. Uh, the awards will be presented later on tonight. they got boiled shrimp. they got things for the kids to do. Uh, we're going to be getting a live uh, leaderboard report uh, coming up on more outdoors immediately following this program. Also wanted to alert you about the town hall meetings that are being conducted by the Flyway Federation. Their first town hall meeting is going to be July 11th. That's going to be in Monroe at the Barack Shrine Temple. Uh, All of these meetings are scheduled for 6.30. They are open to the public, absolutely no fees. Uh, The southwest part of Louisiana town hall meeting is scheduled for 6.30, July the 18th. That will be at Preen Lake Park at the Harbors Edge Pavilion. Again, that's July 18th at 6.30. July 25th at the Acadiana town hall meeting will be in Vermilionville's Performance Center in Lafayette, Louisiana. And on August 1st, at 6.30, the North Shore 
town hall meeting will be taking place in St. Tammany Parish on uh, the Rufus Viner Memorial Center. That is in Slidell. And we also have uh, the Southeast Louisiana Town Hall meeting is going to be. It's been moved from Homa to Morgan City. That will be at 6.30 August the 2nd. If you go to their Facebook page, Flyway Federation, you'll find those. I also have them on my website listed the dates, times, and places if you didn't catch one in your area. Uh, they will have some in every part of the state. Very good organization, kind of a fledgling group. It's getting uh, together and creating some awareness and asking some questions about the flyway migration patterns here in not only Louisiana, but a lot of other southern states. Sheree, you've been taking notes. Uh, kind of recap some of the fishing report information for people that uh, maybe are just now getting up. Yeah, so um, Robbie was telling us, you know, make sure that you're fishing a little bit deeper than what we're typical. the typical pattern is. You know, Tofiel and Jeff reminded us fishing is good out there, but let's make sure we're mindful of the heat, keep an eye on things. You know, Daryl said they did really, really good on the speckled trout, biting on live shrimp, said he wouldn't do anything. Exactly, anything other than that. Now, we said the red uh, snapper and the dolphin are pretty good out there as well. Um, Got a good report coming in on the freshwater side. You know, so lots of opportunity out at Lake Barrette to lead a bend. Um, So, again, good fishing either way you want to go. If you want to avoid that algae situation, Mm -hmm. freshwater could be an option. Pearl River's dropping, too, and that's good. Uh, by the way, I'll add to Robbie's report. He's out of bait at Campos Marina at Shell Beach. If you're making a, a late morning or an afternoon trip, you're going to need to stop somewhere at one of the shops on Paris Road on your way down there if you're going to fish exclusively with live bait. All right, we're getting ready to wrap this one up, but uh, coming up immediately following this is uh, more outdoors. We're going to be on for two more hours from 7 to 9. Got some great guests. We're going to start off with uh, sometimes I call him the crappie psycho, but he goes by the name crappie psychic captain clyde Foltz. i had a trip with him recently you know some people have very hard time catching uh, white perch sockele crappie whatever you want to call them in the heat of the summertime he's got some special tips for you we're also going to talk to uh the, the Waymaster down at the golden meadow fish and tarpon rodeo tell you what's on the leaderboard as they head into the final day we're also going to be joined by the department of wildlife and fisheries assistant secretary patrick banks he's going to update us on the progress of the federal disaster declaration that the state has issued and asked for from the federal government uh, with regard to the Bonnie Carey spillway opening and how we're getting along with economic assistance for our fishing industry. Uh, Plus, we're going to talk about a a really serious threat to the bat population. And some of you may say, well, what the heck? We don't need no stinking bats. Yes, we do. They're playing a very important role in the ecology and the environment. So we're going to talk to Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries veterinarian Dr. Jim LaCour about that. So we've got a very interesting show. If you want to find out how to listen to it, go to my website, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, and right there it says how to listen to more outdoors for dummies. Click here. It brings you right in, and you can listen to the program on your iPhone, your iPad, or your desktop. All right, we say goodbye to our affiliate stations. Thank you for carrying our program. Don't forget, coming up in three weeks, our 30-year anniversary show from Bayou Adventures in Lacombe. Hope you can come by. If you can't, just tune us in. We'll see you next week with another edition of The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.